Do you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Aziz. I'm Joey. And today we'll be talking about are you ready to commit? We are all searching for stability. We are all looking for absolutes in humanity, but there are no absolutes. There's only accountable love, a love that says when you pick a partner and friend, they will show up with their daily best and you will give them your all as well. We all deserve love at its highest form, so the love snobs are here to tell you, you deserve everything, you deserve a high quality. Now, recently, a person that we've been working with, you know, through our relationship sessions, our online relationship sessions, um, reached out to us and asked us to um, write a list of things that, you know, that you questions you can ask a, a person that you're really trying to get to know, trying to get to meet, whether it's a first date, whether you knew them, but you know, before you really ready to commit to make sure you know they're serious. Mm-hmm. And she said she looked up, you know, she looked up a bunch of things, but she said it was the typical things that she ran into. And she said, since we, you know, we tend to think outside the box and we supported her and helped her to think outside the box to build strong relationships. She said, you know, she she reached out to us and said, you know, it's important for us to have a list out there because, you know, other people need to just start thinking outside the box. And she really wanted to understand how to get started back up and building strong and healthy relationships. So, um, we comprise the list, you know. So today podcast, we're going to really talk about that list. We're going to ask each other questions and go over the questions that we came up with and, you know, give you all an example of how it would look to actually take this. This I don't know if it's a quiz. No, it's more like a, I mean, it, it, it comes across like an interview, but it's really, you know, a set of questions that you should be asking yourself and asking the person that you really want to get to know. I know based on my experiences, I mean, it's really easy to connect on pain, past pain in relationships. You know, we were sitting across from each other trading war stories. And this is a better way to be more progressive and really, you know, connect with somebody that is really take the time to connect with somebody that makes sense. Definitely. Instead of just going off of the pain and, you know, whatever the drama that happened in your past relationships. Definitely. We're going to post them on the website. So, you know, just, I guess when you have somebody that you're interested in and or, you know, somebody that you're already with and your relationship probably is not going the best, you can start off by, you know, logging into accountablelove.com and actually pull up these questions and start, you know, having the dialogue. Maybe I can take the, the, the quiz together and see how it, you know, it fits. But the first the first question is, what is your reaction when you feel that you're being judged inappropriately? Well, my first thing is to kind of figure out, well, initially when you think of judge, like judge is usually a, a, a could be a trigger word, right? So when you think of being judged poorly or being judged out of context, definitely, um, you tend to get defensive. Um, but I learned to ask questions. So when I'm being judged and it doesn't seem like it fits appropriately, I start to ask the question. So I don't really try to get too caught up in the emotions of it. I'm kind of wanting to know why why you're saying what you're saying, and then so we can have the discussion. So either A, I could correct it, or maybe B, they're right. Definitely. And if they are right, and if I don't like to be who they say I am, then I need to figure, then I need to fix it. Definitely. I, 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 tend, to, I tend to want to understand if something is accurate. So I want to understand what, what, how did they come to that, that judgment? How did they, you know, what were the things I did? What the, was the things that I displayed? Because I think if I'm out with somebody, you know, obviously their opinion means something. So I want I want to value it. I think that it's important to really listen and see that person's perspective. And, you know, I, I tend to read intentions. So I don't think they're coming from a malicious place naturally. Mm-hmm. I just think they're being honest about their view of me. And we should have a discussion. But based on the dialogue, we'll come to the, the truth. Because honesty is my honesty and their honesty will lead us to the truth. It leads us to a discussion that leads to the truth so i think it's important I, <clears throat> like i'm a person that's uh, believe that you should judge and you should have judge place judgments because those are the things that allow you to reevaluate things that you might <clears throat> not necessarily lo- like about yourself or to be comfortable in your skin and 
you know, honor the things that, but I think it's more important to see if the judgment is accurate or not. And if you're being, you feel like you're being judged unfairly, then I think that you need to now have the dialogue and see if it actually fits. So I would agree with you on that. Clear clear your thought. Go ahead. It's conflict a sign we need to talk or walk away. So I believe that conflict is a sign that we need to talk. Um, I've never been afraid of conflict. I think that that, although that I believe is one of my best attributes, I think a lot of people didn't like that about me. Um, <clears throat> but I've learned to find people that believed in the same thing. So I think that conflict just leads us to have a conversation about what's going on so that we can be on the same page. So I believe in it. I don't think that you can run from it if both people are both are being themselves. Definitely. I see conflict typically. I mean, of course, it means I'm going to talk. But, you know, I see that is when watching TV, a lot of people just walk away from the well, conflict they think that all they the time. And they say them. one thing and yeah. walk away or they'll say whatever and walk away. And that's what they <coughs> show a lot of people that, you know, you're supposed to do during conflict or you know, but the first thing it means to me is a conflict means that we have an issue. So mm-hmm. therefore, my the first thing I want to do with somebody that I'm romantically involved with is solve the issue. Yeah. So I'm going to, obviously, it means that we need to communicate. And I don't run from conflict, obviously. I like to meet it head on. And I mean, it does get difficult when you are repeating yourself over and over again with that person. Like the more years you have mm-hmm. in common, the heartache it becomes to communicate, especially when you're repeating the same things over and over again. I can see why a person would shut down. But overall, it does mean it's time to talk. And when you're willing to talk, you're willing to save your relationship. So I think anybody that looks at conflict and they start a discussion through the conflict, you know, they're willing partners. I think anybody who walks away is really not a willing partner anymore because I've walked away from conflicts. And that's because I haven't been a willing participant anymore. I didn't want to be in that relationship anymore, which was a clear sign. Mm -hmm. So I would think it it means to talk. But when the conflict is something that obviously you don't want to enact or deal with, I think it's, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah, like you shouldn't really use that opportunity to be the bigger person. I think a lot of people. I don't think that's being the bigger person. I think being the bigger person is But I'm just going based on. um, I'm just going based on the typical person. They think by walking away, you're being the bigger person. So. The bigger being the bigger person in that situation will cost you your relationship because even though you guys may kind of sweep it under the rug, that issue is going to come up. Quote in a different, unquote, bigger person. Big, quote unquote, bigger person. Definitely. That that issue is going to come out in other ways and become a bigger issue later on. Definitely. I mean, even if you need time to gather your thoughts, you need to communicate that. So it is still a time to communicate, mm-hmm. no matter how much you really feel about that. But I think that that question is important to really get to know you know, where a person stands whenever y'all come in conflict because that's really the, that's one of the judges of whether you're going to last a long time or not, mm-hmm. your ability to, to deal with conflict. So I think that's why that question is important. Mm-hmm. The next question is, if is, is I don't know good enough, of a, is I don't know a good enough answer, excuse me? No, yeah, that's I, not a, a good enough answer. I, if you don't know, you need to take the time to figure it out. I think, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't typically think of certain things and or they're not always thinking of certain things. Um, And if somebody asks you a question that you don't have the answer to, you can say, I don't have the answer right now, but I will I'll think about it and get back to you. Like you should never leave it open ended. I think that I don't know, get you nowhere. So it doesn't really help you get to know the other person. It doesn't help a person get to know you. So. Everyone, whether they want to admit or not, knows why they do what they do. So I think that I don't know is a cop out. Definitely. I think I don't know shows a lack of effort. It mm-hmm. shows, a, you know, it does show that the person is not willing to finances. And I think it connects with the second the second question. It's one of those things that you're able to, you know, unconsciously see that the person is not a, a teammate. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're individuals and they want to stick to what goes on in their head and not willing to put what they believe to the table so I don't know is typically a cop out and like we say in our household I don't know is a curse well not our household but our village I don't know is a curse so you know with the internet age we have we have nothing but information if somebody you know if like do, do you know what this pot is I don't know what the pot is but I'm gonna assist you in, in finding the pot or maybe it's here or show some support it's you know you can still use I don't know but it has to be followed up with some some form of answer some form of action mm-hmm. going forward so I think it's important to see that that person's a, a participant. 
and it's going to be somebody in your life that's going to actually put forth effort to actually, you know, solve problems with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why that's important. What does a successful relationship look like? So that's, you know, that's a question that, you know, it, it goes, it, it varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I would definitely believe a successful relationship is a relationship that is found, has a foundation of love, which is dedication, devotion, honesty, and trust. So accountable love is the foundation of a healthy relationship. But, you know, to move forward, you that's just the foundation of your house. You got to actually have a bricks and you, you got to actually have bricks to build a house. You got to actually decorate. You got to actually have other mm -hmm. things. So when it comes to like, I think being connected sexually is a very important thing. You don't have to have sex every day, but you have to make sure that y'all on the same page when it comes to being spiritual and having sex. I think, um, I think finances, I think it's important to not just, you know, be driven by money, but when you actually have money, being able to make money work for you where it doesn't strain your relationship, mm -hmm. where you can find ways to, you know, manage your money together and, you know, obviously understand a person's strengths and weaknesses. So if, you know, you're better with money, then you, you handle the money and I should have full confidence that you're putting it in the right place mm -hmm. and you're doing the right thing, you know, but being able to have the discussion about money, how you raise your kids, you know, what kind of, do you want children? Do you not want children? I think those things are, that that would decide a successful relationship. So I think your ability to ask, not only live in love or search for love or build love as a team, as a unit, but the ability to communicate everything, any and everything to be transparent and anything that comes to mind, basically say it, say what you have to say moving forward. So I think that deals with a successful relationship. It's, it's about how you use the years, not about accumulating the years. I would say. Well, that. yeah, I agree with you, but I would also like to <clears throat> add that, you know, a successful relationship is also two people showing up every day. Definitely. Two people wanting to work on it every day. Two people that believe that, you know, we may have a conflict in this area, but we're going to work toward each other so that we can be on the, we can be on the other side of things together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And even if you don't end up on the other side of things together, in a romantic relationship partnership, but you guys still have that solid foundation to make sure that you guys are making the best choice for each other. Definitely. And I think that, you know, like you said, transparency is a big deal. And, you know, I used to always say that, you know, I want all these other things and sex comes last, but you're right. You know, sex is one of those things that when you are, when you are in love with somebody and you are building with somebody, you want to have that passion toward them. Definitely. So although it's not something that I lead with, it's something that is still wanted. You want to be physically attracted to them. You want to be spiritually attracted to them, mentally attracted to them. So it all comes together. But I do think that success, a successful relationship for, for us, I believe a, a successful relationship is quality over quantity. Definitely. And it's basically two people that are, that agree to show up and show up every day. Yeah, let me add to that. I do also believe a successful relationship means making that person the top priority, the number one priority and being ready to build your life around that person. So when you have kids, you don't forget about that person. When you get promotions, you don't forget about that person. When you, you know, if you get a promotion that may be, you know, a success for you, but it may move your family, you might have to make tough decisions. And I think the decision should always be the priority of your relationship and your partner. So I do believe those things, your ability to make your partner a top, the number one, the number one priority. I think that's very important and keeping them the number one priority through a lifetime. So I think that's also something that's important. But, you know, with that question, it allows you to see, obviously, where the person's at. Yeah, because, yeah, I think that, you know, you hear a lot of people say that a successful relationship is, you know, being married for 25 years. Definitely. You know, like they measure it with numbers or they are measured what years. They measure it with how much hardships hardship, they Yeah, they the hardship that they encountered. Yeah. Um, they measure it with... Um, I mean, I guess those are the two major things. By time Not really the hardships they encountered, but the hardships they created and got over. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to experience hardships. And I do think that it does make you stronger if it's not something, it's something that life created. But when you create it as an individual, then I think yeah. those things you know, destroy those, the relationships. Yeah, overcoming those and hard times are. I think like that may, that may restart the relationship, but it doesn't. Your relationship 
it's hard to get your relationship back on track based on that. Like the, mm-hmm. what you could have been is a little little tainted because you always have that at the back in the back of your head that that did occur. So it's you know it's just bruising your relationship. So I think a lot of people do go that route. But you made a good point by bringing up the kids because a lot of people also measure their relationship by the having the family. Definitely. You know, so you know your kids, you raise them, they go on with life. But what about the relationship that you guys have? You know, it's really important to. Keep that understanding, nurture it, and you guys together will come together to raise the children. But it's you still need to make sure that you're working, you're working toward each other, and making sure that you are taking care of each other. Definitely, and there's a different, there's different forms of of, of um, family. So if you're not working as a partnership, then you, you know I think you need to show your children what life truly is. Like, yeah. If you're not working as a partnership, add two other people into your life. I mean, separate get new partners and mm-hmm. still show that they're a priority in your life based on the fact that y'all separated and y'all added two people that actually can coexist in mm-hmm. the, the new lifestyle y'all created and put your kids, you know, make your kids a priority as well. So I think there's just so many, there's so many mature, <coughs> mature decisions we have to make. And we tend to be traditional without really thinking about the effects it has on our kids mm-hmm. versus teaching them like, you know, though we signed them up a partnership things, you know, maybe things aren't the best that they need to be and we're not bringing the best out of each other and we're not the best for y'all as a couple so we can be better for y'all if we separate. And yeah. sometimes looking in the mirror and say, and teaching that lesson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that it's really important to really know what is the success of somebody, a successful relationship to that person so you can see if y'all liking that, y'all like-minded and y'all same-hearted on that, that level because that's big. Mm-hmm. You know, a person's belief in relationships. And then the next question is, what holds a relationship together? And are you able to honor those things? So I think we touched on that in one portion, in the the fourth question, which successful relationship. So Mm -hmm. it's just saying independently what will be a successful relationship. When it comes to five, it's like it's more of a joint thing. Yeah. We put our we already put ourselves together and put ourselves in positions. And we already talked about what each person likes and don't like and things that we are going to compromise and things we are unwilling to compromise. And then we sign a contract to be a commitment. Mm -hmm. So based on that contract, because a lot of people look from the outside looking in, you know, like there are people that sign on together to be swingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when we look at it, one person really doesn't want to swing no more. And then it's like we look at that person, the other person is the bad guy because they want to continue to do it. Mm -hmm. But that's the relationship they signed on for. You know, like there's certain times where you signed on to be, you know, maybe the male signed on to be a stay-at-home dad. And then the woman is making the most money and making and, and, mm-hmm. and making ends meet. And a lot of men look at that man as not being a man mm-hmm. because he's not financially taking care of a woman. But if the woman is able to take care of the man financially, yeah. he's able to take care of the house and the children. I think why is that a diminished role based on the fact that, you know, he's choosing that route. So I think, like, those are the things that a lot of people when it comes to tradition, people don't pay attention to, but it is important to say what we brought your relationship together, what allowed y'all to be a couple while y'all here, what things do y'all have in common? Because the question number four is not about what you have in common, it's what you believe is a successful relationship. Number five is based on what would connect the two people. What, what, would, what would allow us to, to maintain a relationship as a team? Mm-hmm. So we're actually comparing and contrasting our differences in our similarities and we're seeing what fits and don't fit based on that we're going to see if we can be together well based on our based on our beliefs and that that's a number five is a great question to kind of dive into if someone's traditional versus not you know what i mean i think that that stuff will kind of come out in that in that question i mean and and it is all about like like the example we use about being swinger can you being a swinger can you maintain that for a lifetime yeah so why would you sign up for that Mm -hmm. for a lifetime so it's just things of that nature you really got to dig deep and not do things because it's going to benefit your partner but do things that is going to benefit your partnership So there's a difference. There's a big difference. Like your partner can want all kinds of things, but if it's not benefiting the actual relationship and it's not going to benefit both parties involved, then somebody's going to resent the other person. So Mm -hmm. it's very important to sign a contract with your partner and sign a commitment with your partner that you're willing to honor for a lifetime because you got to really look look at those things because when you don't want to do it, you still have to have the responsibility of showing Showing up. up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's important. Ahead, so the next question is, what do you believe will never, 
What do you believe will never change about you? So this is now dealing with everybody's always saying we for, we forever evolving, we're forever changing. Yeah. We're not who we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But somehow, like, I run into people all the time that I haven't seen for 10, 15 years, and they always telling me the core things about who I am is the same. Like, you're the same person. And I was, you know, these people I've known in elementary, so it would probably mm -hmm. be like 30 years now. Yeah. But those are the people that, you know, you knew in elementary school, and they're still <laughs> saying basically you're a similar person. And they, like, they still have a fairly good understanding of who you are. Your experience, you're different, had different experiences, there's different things you went through. There's, and somehow there's something that still, they still could identify with that makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. So the whole changing, yeah, things do change, experiences change. But I don't think the core values change. Yeah. I think you know who you are at a young age and you, you're fighting to maintain that through a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a certain there's a certain component of who you are. Just like we always we talked about you being the being a person that was rule regimented and you established like when somebody gave you rules and regulations, you felt the need to establish them and make sure other people established them. Mm -hmm. That's why your father thought you should be a lawyer, anything mm -hmm. or a politician, like something that's dealing with legislation mm -hmm. because they figured that you would be a person that is great in that. And yeah. now at your job, you're a supervisor or a director and you're helping your team and you're molding a team and you're a leader. Mm -hmm. So that was in you. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody possibly can see in you. And I don't care when you, you probably find somebody that you talk to, haven't talked to in 20 years, they still would identify that. Like that would be a job. They Oh, I can see you doing that because mm -hmm. they can see it. So I'm saying that was something that was just in you. Same with me. I was very spiritual and very regimented in that way and wanting to basically find things that we all have in common. Like that's always been my thing. What do, what's the thread that holds everybody together? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's something in me that would never change. My, my ability to help people, my ability to assist people when it comes to relating. I always find that common thread. Like what, what is the common denominator? I don't care about the 27 differences. What actually holds us together? What's the glue that holds us together? While everybody else is talking about how different they are, I want to see what makes us the same while mm -hmm. we're in, while we actually sitting in this room together trying to make something work. So that's always been my thing. That would never change. Well, you know, you're funny. It's, it's, you are, it's funny. I was like, it, it is right that, you know, your core doesn't really change. And, you know, growing up, I didn't really identify it as such in certain instances because you know, I was a fighter, but I was always willing to fight for my friends. Definitely. You know what I mean? And that, because I was that person, I didn't really look at it as leadership or I didn't really look at it as me being take, a nurturer, being or, a nurturer or, mm -hmm. or a protector, but essentially that's what I was, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was able to, as I matured, I was able to kind of transition that aggression or the need to fight into I was able you to You fought in different ways. Yeah, I fought, fought in different instead ways. Instead of yeah. fighting with physical violence, you fought you know what I mean? You started fighting in a more progressive, productive yeah. way. You know what I mean? You see something wrong, you make sure you attack it. You make sure that you try to find change and start change and start the, you know, start the discussion. So yeah. I think that's important to really identify. And like, it gets deeper, obviously. We don't have a whole podcast to sit here and mm -hmm. talk about, you know, a bunch, bunch of things that won't change in us. But at the same time, I know the core, and that's examples of what we are talking yeah. about when you're talking about somebody, because you have to understand what a person is not willing to change. Mm -hmm. Because if that annoys you, you probably don't need to be with the person long term. Well, so yeah, that would be a question that allows you to understand that the core of this person will not change. You will have to accept this about this person no matter what. And are you willing to do that? Yeah. So that's and really that's the being and really being honest about it and not thinking you can go in and change that person. Definitely. That definitely starts the commitment portion of it so number seven what would you do what do you want to give back to the world now that allows you to see what you're going to be sharing in a relationship because you know the, the, your relationship the man and a woman or a woman and a woman or man and a man however you know your relationship functions i think or you know however y'all y'all are committed <laughs> yeah however y'all committed i think that um <laughs> A household, a household is a household and it's a subculture of the overall culture, mm -hmm. right? So if, you know, somebody, you know, somebody has a, an ambition to give back or have, has an ambition to change the world in some form or fashion, whether it's creating something, whether it's building a business, whether it's, 
you know what I mean, being an activist. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that that also is the core of the who the human is spiritually. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to, you know, like you got to understand that either either y'all both on the same page and you're going to support that person's goal or y'all got to have goals that aren't conflicting. Yeah. Because what you bring into the world is, is, is it does deal with self-esteem and self-worth. And it does, it's, it's a big part of who a person is. So if they feel stifled or you're committed to somebody that feels stifled based on what you're going to bring to the world, I can guarantee that uh, no matter how much y'all, y'all supposedly get along, that's going to be a hindrance. That's going to hurt your relationship and you're going to resent them or y'all going to feel stifled. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important, an important, you know, part of, of who you are. Like I want to shape relationships. I actually believe that that's the, the key to you know, to world peace. So I believe that if we have better relationships and we're able to relate and communicate effectively and we don't have to go to violence, we're able to resolve issues and we each have great personal relationships, I think how we deal with people that we're not in personal relationships with will be a lot more effective because we are happy in our overall, you know, personal lives. And I think our personal lives is the foundation of everything. So Mm -hmm. That's my belief. That's my plight. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I've I've always been a part of. I've always that's always driven me. So, I think that that's something I definitely want to give back to the world to give you an example of how that starts. And I'm not going to probably be with somebody who d- believes that being a loner and you know everybody has their own opinion and we shouldn't talk about opinions and we shouldn't discuss. You know, I probably wouldn't be around somebody who avoids conflict. I probably wouldn't be around somebody who's to each his own. Because I do believe we're all connected in some form of fa- fashion. So we have to find where that connection is. Well, yeah, I believe in the village mentality as well. So I think that, you know, if, if you know, most people, they, you know, get married and they kind of go into their own little silo. So I think that, Definitely. you know, someone that believes that that's the best way, that's the best thing for our relationship would probably not be ideal for for me. I would want somebody who believes in community. And I think that that's, you know, really important and understanding that, it does take a village and that it does, it's beyond, it's beyond us. Definitely. And although like it shouldn't now, I don't think that your village should be taking away from your relationship. It should be adding to it because Definitely. both, because everyone agrees, everyone agrees, everyone wants to be there. So that's why it's important to be like mine, yeah. the same hearted. So yeah. you're moving in one direction and you're not, you know, you're not in constant conflict. You know, there's a lot of people that, are chaotic and they believe in chaos just because they want, you know, they want to have their own personal or their own. Um, they well, want to say the, that they, they want individual. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah. Individual, I, I mean, I used to be that. Yeah, individual accolades, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's what you bring to the world is what you bring to people's lives. So mm-hmm. you can't be, you can't start building your relationship and your foundation and build bringing kids in this world if you don't know what you want to bring to the world. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Because if you're taking from the world, but you're adding children then you're going to take from their lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to understand like every what you want to give to the world will affect everything around you. So it's important to understand what you, you know, your foundation and things you want. And Yeah, like if you want to if you want to if you want to climb the corporate ladder, understand that that's taking away time from from your family. Definitely. If you, you know, if you want to be a stay-at-home Well, it depends on a corporation. Well, it corporations depends on a corporation. Are family corporation. Yeah, but if there's but, things in place that allow you to spend time with your family, but in for the most a lot part, of cases, yeah, for it's, the most it's part, you putting in a, a ridiculous of hours. amount of hours Definitely. and you're spending a lot of time away from home. So if that's what you want, then, you know, then that's something that you should you discuss think with about, your partner. Definitely. You got to think about if you're dating you, a doctor, you know definitely. what I mean? Like you have to understand that this, that he may, or he or she may be on call and that she may not, they, they may not be accessible all the time. Is that something that you are okay with? You know what I mean? Like I think is, is those things as well. It's, it's who I think it's really important to figure out who the person and yourself hold near and dear. Like, Definitely, because some not people's spending, occupation yeah, is what is they want life. to get back yeah, to the exactly. world. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not working. I'll put in the time when I need to, but I'm, I put in the work when I when I need to, but I want to spend time with my family. So I cut things off. Like, I'm not, I no longer want to work on a Saturday or volunteer to work on a Saturday or I push back on working on a Saturday because I want to, my, my priorities are different. Definitely. And not that I'm not dedicated at work. It's just that I they're they're not on the first tier of my priorities. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like I'm dedicated when I'm there, but I'm not working seventy hours a week. Yeah, so and you, you know, and you and it is dealing with priorities. So mm-hmm. it would be a priority. And 
I don't think that's necessarily a job where it's like, I, that's what I want to give back to the world. So I think like maybe. No, I'm not saving lives. I'm making jewelry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not about saving lives. It's about do you believe that that's now, what I, your calling is versus a doctor. They may believe that's their calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you believe that was your calling, yeah, then I would think that that's what you would have to then then your priority would change though wouldn't you say that yeah you i agree it, it well yes the, it's, it's not the it's not the, it's not the same it's not as fulfilling um i i'm i mean we can go on and on and about that the point yeah, is yeah. that um <laughs> the point is is that you have to really be she clear just got, uh, she, just, <laughs> she just got a little offended and, <laughs> oh my job means nothing that's not no no no, no it's not that but you're right about that it's it's not that it doesn't mean anything it just is not as fulfilling it's not your and it's not it's not it's not my it's not my passion it's, I wouldn't say it's not my it's not my priority, mm-hmm. and when it comes to my family, yeah, you like your and job, I, yeah, I and yeah, and I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do, but it 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 is what it is, definitely. And I think that it's important to understand who you're dealing with and what they hold what they hold as a priority, and where is their employment, the extracurricular activities, what tier of priority that's in as well. I definitely. think what level. I think that's really important. I don't think that's discussed enough. Because when 100%. back in the day when we were seeing each other, <laughs> okay, okay, we're fifteen. <laughs> yeah, but back no, in the day. Okay, no, but the that point was really back in the day. The point is that you like basketball, right? Yeah, and you play basketball all the time. All like, the time. had I known that that was something that was a top priority, I mean, I have dated you. Yeah, but you didn't know. What do you mean? I didn't know. No, no. you didn't know. No, like know. I thought he did it. No, I literally I told you. I literally like, told you. Trying to get you. to the NBA. But what I did I say? What like... did I say? Really, I just wanted to play college basketball. I just wanted a scholarship, so my mother didn't have to pay for it. But listen, I did say basketball is the number one priority over everything else until I can't play anymore, and then the priority is going to shift. Did I not say that? That was my motto. Everybody I talked to. I used to always tell them, even when... I know, 18-year-old me doesn't remember that conversation. Okay, see? It's, it's, it's very vague when it's convenient. But I've always been straight, right? Yeah. Have I always been a person that lets you know what you're getting into? You have. Okay, so don't sit there and say it was vague. I, I told everybody that right off the tip. Like, this was my dream. This is what I was going after. And I wasn't coming to anybody that didn't understand that that's what was going on. So I guess I understood. The, the problem... I, I was teasing. The, the point is... is the that problem was she was trying to manipulate me when it was convenient. That's what it is. Or emotionally blackmail me. The, the problem she was... She has evolved. The, the, the issue is that... The, the, the thing is that that was something that you... That you... Helped, that you... Wanted, that was that a priority. made a priority. So Definitely. anyone that knew that knew that... Anyone who dated you or was around you knew that... Saturdays there may be games. After school they may be games. Like there was always like I'm a game. Always there was be always something. Out. I'm yeah. always gonna be, yeah, they knew that that was a priority. That's definite. Well, the next question: How many sex partners did you have, and why? So I think this is something. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I think this is something a lot of people try to shy away from when their number is a little high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, obviously their younger self was a little bit more promiscuous versus their older self is mm-hmm. a little ashamed of their younger self. But, I mean, you should wear it. if You you should understand why you did what you did. You know yeah. what I mean? There's so many different reasons. There's psychological reasons. There's traumas of why mm-hmm. people did what they did. But it's important to understand why you had that number. You know I me. Mean? I only had ten sex partners, and five of them were, you know, just miscellaneous. Two of them, I was intoxicated and got put in a bad situation, and three of them was people that I I knew, hung out with, and you know, we fooled around. And past that, I decided that you know I wasn't gonna have sex unless the person was my my partner. So after that, everybody has been a partner. So five partners have been my se- other sex partners. So it was it was a yeah. very simple number for me because I wasn't you know just running. Around. I tried the whole run around and slide you know it doesn't work for me it wasn't really my thing because yeah. i you know i cherish my body i had i started late so i had seven but i i a lot of a, a handful of them were my boyfriends and uh, uh the other set of them were just guys that i was dating for long periods of time but we really didn't have a commitment so it wasn't we were dating each other and i wasn't dating anybody else and they weren't dating anybody else but we were in a long-term situation for a while. And I had a lot of, like, dry humping sessions. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them them wasn't a dating situation. Yeah. No, one of them wasn't a dating situation at all. But, um, but yeah, like, I've, I never really, you know, I I took a long time to have sex because I really believed that I wanted to be with somebody that um, I can trust. 
Definitely. So I think that's where it all started out. But I, the reason why I, was, I, I stayed away from it for so long was because of fear. I was mm. afraid. I was afraid of being treated like my friends in high school, and I didn't really want that type of treatment, so I held off. Um, but And then as I started to have sex, I think that sometimes I've had sex, you know, for, I wouldn't say all the wrong reasons, but it was the connection, you know, getting really liking somebody, dating them, and kind of getting into the groove of things and, you know, taking things to the next level. Um, I'm in a place right now where it's not, I don't really see myself having like random sex. So it's really more of a connection first, and then we'll see if we'll take it there. Yeah, we're talking about intercourse because she just threw, threw well, a dry hump in. No, I'm oh, saying I she said threw a dry hump in. I mean, oral sex, things like I have sex, I had sexual, sexual encounters definitely outside of those 10 partners. So if you want to count those outside of those 10 partners, I had sexual encounters, but. I haven't, you know, had sexual intercourse. With, you didn't have with Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have sexual intercourse with more than 10 people. So the thing is, you know, like I realized that, I guess, I don't know if it happens with women, but I know with being a male, I don't care how cool I thought a person was. After I had sex with them, I always felt this emptiness. If it was just somebody that I just wanted to have sex with or fool yeah. around. And it was just like, you know, and I'm a raw person, so it's like I'm really distant. Or it's like, yo, I, you know, you got to go. Or, mm -hmm. you know, get away from me type thing. So, you know, and not, not to treat people poorly. Obviously, it was smarter for me to have sex with people that I actually cared about, wanted to cuddle with afterwards. Mm -hmm. The first time I had sex with a partner that was actually my girlfriend. You know what I mean? We cuddled. We sat down. And it felt, it felt like it was something real, a real connection. So I realized that sex should be utilized to connect. Not to get off, you know, mm -hmm. not for a lustful thing. I mean, you can fool around, do all the lustful things, but I don't even, like, if I won't even fool around with somebody that I don't even consider somebody that can be my friend. So, like, they would have to be somebody that I, I, I can see in a long-term sense even mm -hmm. to fool around with them. You know what I mean? Because overall, it's important for me to feel like I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not feeling nasty towards them or I'm not feeling empty towards them because I'm very transparent and I'm going to say what I have to say afterwards. Mm -hmm. So most, you know, it's, it's worked for me being connected to people that I've been intimate with at any point. It's, mm -hmm. it's actually worked for me to build strong relationships. And if we then end up, you know, being something, we actually ended up being friends. So it was great. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important question and to understand why you did what you did is very important as well because, you know, it allows a person to understand that what A, you probably you took accountability for your action and B, it's not going to hinder your sex lives based on because it could be a traumatic thing. Oh, yeah. And if you be, didn't go yeah. get help for that traumatic situation, it's going to affect your relationship, it's going to affect your sex life. So at the end of the day, it's very important to understand why, you know, you had those partners or why. You chose not to have certain partners because yeah, it's not just about having the partners. It's also you had two partners. Why did you choose to only have two partners based on, you know, based on whatever circumstance that took place? And I also think that the question also allows you to have the, the, the conversation about sex and the timing in which you should have sex or what you believe you should have sex and how you view sex. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think that it's. It's easier to have sex than to get to know somebody, right? That's mm -hmm. the reality of it. And and we're we're the the human part of us is that we have this physical attraction. Like, you know, we are still mammals and we have this physical attraction to one another. Definitely. So it's easy to get caught up in that moment, especially if you are under the influence or you know, you maybe you haven't had some in a while, whatever the case may be. Decisions. Or you make important decisions. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to connect in that way. But the question, you know, is really important because not only are you talking about the past, but it's it's that number says one thing, but knowing why, I think, would be the real, that's the question, that's the answer I really want to know. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, because that number could be outrageous, but what was the reason why you did it? You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely, and I think that you would understand the person's, like, they always say, leave the past the past, but we should learn from our past. Yes. So, therefore, your past should The accountability should comes from knowing why. Definitely. It, mm -hmm. should, it should follow you. So, mm -hmm. I don't, I think that's a cop-out when I hear people say, you know, leave the past in the past. No, I want to learn from the past. I mean, I want a person that can actually explain to me their past and why th their past is their past and not their present or mm -hmm. their future. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if they give you a full scope, I think they're ready for a commitment. Mm -hmm. They're definitely ready for commitment because they're ready to divulge all the information that they had in their past. They're ready to get through whatever they got to get through with you. And it shows that 
if you ever become their past, they're, they're, you know, they're able to process it and, yeah. and move on and not resent you for it, things of that nature. And they're not going to be nasty. So I think it does show character as well, talking mm-hmm. about your sex and being able to open up about sex. Because I had people, you know, I had a lot of women that had more sex partners than I had. And, you know, based on their reasoning, I, I, could, I got it. was able it. to get past that. Definitely. Yeah. And, I, you know, another thing is is about, you know, as a male, with, with the male thing, it was the vanity walking past somebody and being like, yo, I at least know you slept with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus him giving me the look and I know, he, and I find out he slept with my, the person I'm with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it's also information is power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It allows you to cope with it and then you understand what, what goes on. But really, a person could also fixate. Mm-hmm. And then it shows that y'all, you know, the person is not for you mm-hmm. because the, your, your number may be too high or maybe too low. Maybe they don't think you're, you're sexually experienced enough. enough. Yeah. So, you know, and that that's okay. So have that discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, number nine. Can you wake up daily and promise to be transparent? So, yeah, I think that that's important because we tend to live in our heads and we have to remember that here you're speaking to yourself, you're not speaking to the person next to you. Definitely. So I think that that's something that you definitely have to be conscious of. I think that's something that you have to truly believe in in order for you to be transparent. And I don't care how open of a yeah, person it is. Like you, I like to say that I'm a very open person, but there's times I just don't want to talk. talk. Yeah. And I think that's all of us. Mm-hmm. But we signed on as a, for a commitment, we signed on to be transparent. We signed on to have a discussion. We signed on to have somebody, you know, to have somebody to actually share thoughts with yeah. and actually express thoughts and keep them in the loop of what's going on in our heads and, you know, and work through certain things with. So I don't care how much you don't want. You got to understand that when you sign on for a commitment, it's not about what you want. It's about what y'all, what y'all need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Y'all always need each other to actually keep each other in the loop and actually explain, express to each other. And I don't care if you're thinking about another woman or you're thinking about another man or, you know what I mean? While you was having sex, you was thinking about work. Like you have to be honest with what's going on and you're not in a place to have sex possibly. Mm-hmm. And if the person still wants to have sex, they have to understand that that may be the process of where you at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think everything starts a dialogue and we can't just live in our egos and we can't keep sparing people's, people's egos you know what i mean we have to have these discussions because overall what is it about it's about a long-term partnership and you want to be in a partnership so us fans fantasizing and us having you know quick like looking at somebody and being attracted to somebody and you know or being so, so indulged in work we have to always have those discussions so we can remember what we signed on for mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's why it's important but it's a daily practice and Definitely. i think that more people need to talk about it and decide what you want because it's okay if you don't want to be transparent. I think you need to own that. You know what I mean? And I think it. What is not okay? It's the heartbeat. It's, it's the heartbeat it's, to the relationship. When I say it's not, it, it's okay, meaning that own what you want. You know what Definitely. I mean? But it's not okay if you really want to have a healthy, stable, solid relationship. Definitely, you can't just be the oh, I'm the quiet, yes. shy type, mm-hmm. and I just don't talk. I just act. Yeah, but that how should, would anybody yeah. would how would anybody know what you're gonna do if you don't honor a promise? You don't use words. But so you really can't hold that person accountable for anything because they just they're show not they up. just show up. You just know that they're gonna show up. They show up every time you need them to be there. They show up when you know there's a party. They show up. They show up to 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 certain events, but they're quiet the whole time. So yeah. really, you know what I mean? When people say actions speak louder than words, I think we need to work. I think we need to start paying attention that. We need two things. Like everything's a relationship. So actions and words make a healthy relationship. It's action, yeah. period. You know what I'm saying? So like you have to understand that we don't have to choose one or the other. We always trying to figure out what's more important. No, we got both of them is important. Mm-hmm. Both of them have they have their 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 um their part the part they play in, mm-hmm. in, in, in in a relationship. So you have to understand that showing up means communicating with words and showing up with your actions yeah it's both things because you can show up at a part at an event and be on your computer all the time yeah and be in your phone all the mm-hmm. time and not be present so it's not about the nasty action it doesn't sh- you showed up mm-hmm. but you're not there you're not present so you have to understand that words and actions you know transparency is important so you verbal you verbally state what you want and you show up and you show what you want mm-hmm so I think that's a very important question to ask to make sure that a person understands what they're signing up for. They're signing up to be one. 
you know, two becoming one. And they need to understand that. So the number 10 is, if I'm not enough, would you promise me, promise to tell me? So now that, the reason why that's the, very important is because that's the hardest thing you can tell a person, that they're yeah. not enough for you anymore and it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we all fear. So a lot of our insecurities and a lot of things that happen in the middle <coughs> is based on our fear of somebody abandoning us or us not being enough. Mm-hmm. So if you know that the person would 100% tell you when they're ready to move on and when they're not interested anymore, you don't have to sit there all day and, and, and be fearful of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for them to silently just move on or walk out one day or pack their bags one day. or it, You know that they're going to be transparent and they're going to let you know. So if they can let you know the hardest thing they would have to tell you, I think that the other discussions become easier. So I think that's the reason that's important. To, well, important yeah, question. it's important because a lot of times people, they, they go from wanting to be present to kind of tolerating you. Definitely. So I think, you know, a lot of people become passive aggressive within the relationship. Or they, and they become comfortable. They or, go with well, the flow. Well, they're passive aggressive and they don't really want to make the decision. So they're making things, they're, they're pulling back. They, they're not really being who they were. Oh, so that you can make, yeah, so, so that you can, can make the decision. decision. Definitely. So, you know, it's really about, or they decide that things are not working out at home. So, you know, they, they're connecting with somebody else and that friendship turns into something else because they're, they, they don't necessarily have the courage to leave the person that they're with. And they're just creating something on the side to kind of be the buffer. Definitely. To I stay think that in a, in a, in a, a bad situation. Word. This question, this question is about courage. Yeah. It's about being courageous enough to tell somebody the hardest thing you might have to tell them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if if they're not enough anymore, you know, if you're promising that I'll tell you, I think your relationship runs a lot smoother because if the if the person is if the person trusts that, they have to believe that and trust that you will tell them if they're not enough. So anytime that you feel that they're not enough, that would be the end of your relationship, wouldn't you say? So I think they don't have to worry about it constantly. Every time they're not getting a text message, but every time they're it, not, somebody's not picking up the phone, every time. And I mean, that can start a discussion. No, as but well. it goes beyond but, that. I think it, 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 the, the whole, the, the umbrella to this is honesty. Definitely. I think that if you, if you believe in honesty and the person that you with believes in honesty. But then, it's bigger than honesty. It's a, it's a, it's a fake. It, it, paints, it is an honesty to it. It is an honesty, honesty to it. Like if, if, if we're having, honesty could just be, I'm telling you it. No, no, no. But like. Not giving you all the other information. But so I want to give believe you. believe in it. Oh yes, but I also want to give you choice. Like for instance, if if we just because if I by the time we get to here where you're, I'm not enough, I would hope that we have had all the conversations. Right? Oh, definitely, definitely. So it would be like say you and I are are having sex and the sex is not good and on my part, right? Mm-hmm. Say that the sex is not good. So yeah, definitely on your part. Definitely <laughs> on your part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The 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 would you have the courage to tell me that instead of jerking off in the bathroom when we're done you know you're gonna make sure like hey you know when you ride me you ride me kind of hard you know maybe you need to whatever the case may be like you'll have that conversation or my breath smells or my hair doesn't look good in this style or you know those things like i think that if you're around somebody who is honest throughout your relationship then when it comes down to that part i think that they would be as honest because a lot of people even have a hard time doing those but i think honesty honesty is just letting a person know what you think so I always say honesty is attached to trust, is attached to dedication, is attached to devotion. Because we could all be honest. We could be honest and then walk away. So honesty is just stating stating what it is. Are you willing to sit there and really find the truth with the person? So I think that that's where the important thing is, is the core value. So I think that's telling a person that I'm not in love with you anymore. So it's bigger than that. You lost faith in your ability to coexist. So it's bigger than honesty. You lost faith in your ability to coexist. So it starts off with honesty, the discussion. But then the closure comes in. It's like, I, I love you enough to give you closure. So you're now making that statement and you're now telling them that they're not enough, but you're giving them reasons why you're giving them where you're at. You're giving them where you're moving on and why you why you why you chose that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the way it the way a person v- visualizes it. If this if this ever was to end, it's gonna end in a way where a person is not gonna just walk out and leave me stranded. A person is gonna actually care for me even 
and show me love even on the way out. Mm -hmm. So I think in knowing that, because you know that a, you're because with Because it's a, a responsibility. Definitely. So you know that you're <clears throat> with somebody that is mature enough to give you that so you never have to worry about every time you're messing up or every time you're going through stuff. Because I've dated a lot of women that thought every time I, I, I like commented about something, like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving like, and I would tell them, if you keep being insecure, I'm going to leave you. Yeah, it's going to push me away. So me saying that is not saying the same thing as that. You're not enough. It's mm -hmm. saying you continue to do this, then I got to I gotta walk away because you don't see yourself as enough. And therefore, I'm not. I'm not. But they hear what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling them, I'll be honest. You're not doing me no favor, favors. I'm telling you this to strengthen our relationship so we can have dialogue. I'm not telling you this to tell you you're not enough. I'm mm -hmm. telling you this because you're enough, and I want to make sure that we stay in that that mm -hmm. way, that place. So it's important to know that the person, if I didn't want to be with you, I'm going to tell you I don't want to be with you and explain to you why I don't want to be with you. So I have a responsibility to you even on the exit interview to actually have <laughs> the, the discussion. Mm -hmm. So it started out with our interview in the beginning, question number one, and it moved down to 10 where it may actually end. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody's scared of. But if you have an understanding through the even in the end, mm -hmm. I think it now allows the whole relationship to flow a lot better. Mm -hmm. And it has an understanding. It's more, you know, like you feel more secure in your relationship and, you know, you believe in your relationship more. The relationship becomes more of a faith and, you know, you dedicate it to it. So I think that it's important to, you know, ask these questions, you know, you can probably still, if you're actually in a relationship, you can go over these questions to make sure that, you guys are aligned. Yeah, and you're on the same page and, you know, and y'all can get, you know, maybe y'all can get back into a better space if y'all not in a good place. So I think, you know, I'm good. I think the, I thank um, our builder for reaching out to us and basically giving us the idea to not only do a podcast, mm -hmm. but actually have a different, you know, a, a source to, or a reference for people to come to our website and actually, you know, take this, this, this quiz or take these questions and see if, you know, ask themselves the questions and, you know, be prepared to ask somebody else their question they're trying to, you know, connect with or they already connected with. Yeah, I think that it's it's really important to know, to own what you're getting yourself into and have the other person do the same. And even if you guys don't end up together, at least you guys know what you bring to the table, what you believe in, and you can that can be the foundation for you to connect with whoever you need to connect with. Who is like-minded and same-hearted? Definitely. So you know, and to add, if probably if they don't want to take the the quiz or they want to take they don't want to read read the questions and go over the questions together, then that might be a red flag. I mean, maybe that might be an understanding as well. So mm -hmm. you know, if you believe in asking the questions and these things make and the questions make sense to you, then you know, find somebody that they make sense to too and mm -hmm. start. You know,